The fact is, no one can achieve success by themselves. They say successful people read. That's a fact. And they learn from others. That's another fact. But life comes with one manual. The learned behaviors and the people who are in our circle are our instructors. Francis Hammond here, coming to you with another episode on The Unexpected Detour. I had to give this episode some thought as I do my little surveys every time I ask people questions. So this time my question was regarding technology and what it's doing. And how it started was, I started thinking about the cartoons that I used to watch growing up. I used, I, I sat around and I thought about all the Saturday mornings when I would get up and the first thing I would do was want to watch cartoons. And I thought about the generation today. Do they have any idea who the characters like Tom and Jerry, Popeye the Sailor, Betty Boop, Hopcat, McGilla Gorilla, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, and of course, the incomparable Bugs Bunny with his friend Daphne Duck and Roadrunner and that wily coyote constantly chasing him. Do they ever know? Will they ever know? Will their parents ever show them these things? After completing my chores, I went outside, I played with my friends, we would jump rope, roller skate, ride bikes, hopscotch, hide and seek, play red light, green light, stickball, handball, jacks, and so many games. I can't name them all, but what I can say, they were great memories. On days when the weather was bad and in the winter months, it was the board games I would play. I didn't have, I didn't always need friends to play those games with me because my mother was more than willing to spend that time with me, that quality time, and we would play games together. I remember playing Scrabble. I remember that game because it was those wooden pieces, and I would always want to play. And it helped me learn unfamiliar words and build a better vocabulary. And then we played Monopoly, where I was always a sore loser because I never, I was too cheap to buy property, not getting the concept that the property and the money is how you do it. And I realized later on that owning the property was how the rich lived. So perhaps Monopoly was teaching me something and I just didn't get the concept. That this is how the rich was. You own property, people collect from you, and you make residual income. Sounds familiar. Residual income. Because I'm owning property, and the more property I own, the more money I make, and I could just live high on the heart. But honestly, I can say, as an only child, I also learned to play by myself. And I had an imaginary friend. And I often wondered, do all children have an imaginary friend? Or was it an only child syndrome that you had this imaginary friend because you didn't have any siblings? 
I, I will never know, but I really would like to know if all children had an imaginary friend, at least when the ones that were the baby boomers. I don't know about now. I don't think they need an imaginary friend. So, but we'll get to that part in a minute. You know, that that playing with that imaginary friend, it got me to be very creative. Because I remember my Barbie dolls and how I would take little pieces of material and sew clothes with them. I would take, um, what do you call those? Pins that you use for your clothes, straight the say straight pins that they use to sew it and stick it in her ear and get a little bead on it, make earrings out of it. I'm telling you, you got very creative. The new generation of parents, they don't even interact with their kids because you can give them iPad, whatever, play with it. Turn on this. You know that show that you like to look at? You know that show that you learn your ABCs from? You know that show that teaches you how to spell? That is what's teaching them. It's not the parents. I mean, I understood from my unmanual book that it was that quality time that you spend with your children that creates these relationships. Spending time reading to them, spending time doing things with them, doing things that you want them to know about, but not technology all the time. I mean, I don't get it. And you know what's really crazy? I see parents, they're so impressed by how well their child can use the iPad. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course they could use it. You're sitting there looking at you all day as you are on there. You use it, they see it, they learn that behavior, and they are better than you on it. That's how come you're impressed. Because they're watching you. And I'm saying to myself, has technology become the new way to create social skills? It must be. Crazy, crazy that they are interacting with children when they're playing those games. And that it makes you wonder, are they really children they're playing with? Or are they people pretending to be children? And, you know, that happens quite often. There are adults pretending to be children, and children are innocent. So we set our kids up for that because you allow them to be, to just play these games. And you don't know who they're playing with. They're going to tell you, oh, it's my friend. That's my kid. Yeah, okay. And it can be an all-day thing. And you're okay with it. I don't get it. You're okay with your child playing a game. You don't have to check on them because they're telling you, oh, that's my friend I'm playing with you. Yeah, okay. And first, 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 why do parents think it's acceptable for that? Constantly using it on a daily basis. And I'm trying to figure out what is it doing to them physically? I don't know what it does to me. Physically, it messed up my eyes from the glare of the screen. My thumb would hurt, which is called carpal tunnel, because most of the time when you're using it, 
That is exactly what you're using to type with, your thumbs. So you end up getting carpal tunnel or some kind of problem because carpal tunnel is called repetitive motion of the wrist. So that thumb going, 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 going. I often wonder about that. Me, my eyesight, I wear progressives. So I have three things in my. I already wore glasses, but then when I started using a computer on a daily basis, the eyesight got worse. So now just imagine your child is looking at that fate. Well, I see some kids. I saw a lady, well, let's put it this way, let's backtrack, at the doctor's office, and her daughter had a Facebook account. Her daughter's like five years old. What is a five-year-old doing with a Facebook account? And I see her telling the little girl, oh, send her a friend request so she'll accept it. I'm like, really? And then I see some where they have Instagram accounts. Even though the parent is doing it, I don't understand why would you want to expose your children to the world on social media? It doesn't make sense to me. Why would you put them out there? I mean, take your pictures of your family and keep them to yourself. Don't put your kids' pictures out there. And for God's sake, stop showing when you're going somewhere. Okay, now I got that off my chest. Now, for me, every now and again, I pause and I take time to regroup, unwind, and read a book. Because mentally... I can get so absorbed in the crap on that social media that I get uh, lost in the sauce. So I take pauses. And by me taking those breaks, I can work on my podcasts and blogs and be creative. As an adult, my social skills diminished even when I was out with my friends and family because my curiosity had me consume with the world of social media. Now that's pathetic. If that's what I was dealing with, just imagine what the children and adolescents are doing. Social detachment is another thing that this, social, that this technology does. You have social detachment from reality and I think it's contributing to the mental health issues because of what you read. I really think that, you know, sometimes you read so many things online that you get so absorbed and it can be depressing. I mean, every time I look, I would see this young committed suicide, this young one committed suicide. You know how depressing that is? And depression is a part of mental health issues. So could you imagine? And then, you you're, you know, the kids, they're reading these things. So how are they really absorbing this suicide thing? These are young people, even the adolescents, young adults. They're reading this. What is going through their head? I mean, I wonder. What is going through their head? They have gotten so absorbed in this. And the parents, let me just say one thing to you and then I'm going to leave. For the parents who think giving their children technology because it keeps them quiet and occupied, that's a danger. 
as your children retreat to the rooms of solitude. Do you know what's going on behind those closed doors? Of course you don't. You don't know. Do you have a chair? I don't think so. So, you know the term? Cut the cord? Well, it's time to cut out the technology. Cut out the technology. Get back to basics. Spend time with your child and see what is going on in their mind. What do they think about? You know? I think they deserve your undivided attention more than an iPad or a tablet. Have a good night. Stay blessed. And even if it's you who is so absorbed with social media, just take a break. And you're going to see your mind becoming so creative. You're going to be like, well, where has this been? Good night.